to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. My name is Anthony Elio, Associate Editor of Cannabis and Tech Today. Now today we are featuring a very special conversation that I had with two members of Sante Laboratories. I spoke with Mike Sandoval, who is the president, and Brian Sloat, who's their chief scientific officer. Now, for those of you who don't know, Sante Laboratories is a hemp testing lab located in the state of Texas. And we go over a number of different topics. I must admit, I was a little bit sick at the time, so that's why my voice sounds a little bit off. So don't make fun of me in the comments. Without further ado, here's the episode. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. How are you? Doing very well. Been um, super excited to kind of have you guys on the podcast to talk a little bit about cannabis industry, about uh, what you guys do, and how you got into the industry. Sounds great. Awesome. So, yeah, just starting out, what really drew you to the cannabis industry? How, how did you um, really start up in it? To, to be honest, it was actually by accident. You know, Brian and I were working together under a company called Sale Pharmaceuticals, and we were helping small drug companies. Um, startups mm-hmm. and from incubators universities to an entrepreneur that wanted to had a concept and wanted to see it you know impact lives of patients or consumers and we were helping them develop that concept from benchtop to clinic and we focused on the early stage sciences where we were rendering lipophilic drugs or water soluble drugs water soluble which was a prerequisite to absorb in the body. And during that journey, we've always been involved with drug delivery. Uh, Brian's PhD is in pharmaceutical sciences with emphasis on drug delivery. Um, and that's where actually Brian and I met each other. Uh, when he was doing his school in there, I was an undergraduate student in his same lab. And started working together and then developing some cool technology. Um, fast forward many, many years ago, we started um, leveraging the same skills learned in school to apply to the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, when we were working on a previous company, we were contracted by a client that wanted to develop a CBD product that had superior bioavailability or absorption and really could stand against the FDA regulations that were um, impending from, I mean, this was many months ago, starting to come to fruition today, you know, throughout its commercial term. And, you know, we were tapped and we developed a, a very cool and effective product over the many months that we were working on it. And then that's really how we all got started with CBD. And we saw it as any other drug or nutrient out there. I mean, it had a lot of issues, non-dissolubility, didn't absorb well, was stable. And from a scientific perspective, Brian and I's job was to, how do we best deliver it to a patient or a consumer in the most effective and keep it self-stable throughout its um, life? Definitely. And I understand you were both at uh, MJ BizCon recently. Is that correct? Our colleague was. Actually, I meant to go to MJ Biz and then got pulled out last minute. Um, we're our manufacturing is scaled up significantly here at Sante Laboratories, 
And with that, we just needed all hands on deck. Definitely. Yeah. It was a great conference. No, it was really good. We had a few team members out there, and they just had such a good experience. Um, you know, it's all these cannabis events are always just usually pretty, you know, welcoming, very just interesting to hear other people's perspectives, just because, you know, this industry is so new and it's growing so quickly. Absolutely. A lot of cool technology being applied towards this industry, and we're excited to see what comes to market in the next just three months to a year. And I was going to ask you, yeah, what kind of technology fascinates you guys? You know, you guys work within, you know, the, the testing world of it. What kind of tech really kind of catches your eye usually? Uh, I'd say the nanotechnology part of it, and that's really the area that we're in. Uh, there's a lot of potential innovation there, and that's really uh, the aspect of the science that can really impact the industry and the consumer. Just because CBD is so poorly soluble in water. Uh, and that's that's what people are made of. So they have to stabilize it somehow before it can be absorbed and have its effect. Definitely. And a great example we like to, you know, articulate is, you know, CBD is more soluble in water than sand or marble. And if we go back to the fundamentals of, you know, just pharmacodynamics, a drug or a nutrient can't produce its desired effect unless it's absorbed in the body. And, you know, with CBD in that case is that you have to find some way of stabilizing it pre-absorbed or pre-digestion or during a digestion. And what nanotechnology does, at least how Sensei Labs does it, we render it in a intrinsic soluble state in the form of a liposome which then when a consumer ingests it, they could get the maximum benefit of CBD itself through just absorption. Definitely. And, you know, something I was really interested about too is just like, what is something that might surprise somebody that doesn't really know much about the world of hemp testing? The, I think that just the amount of work that goes into testing itself I mean, it's not really a, testing is not a black box. I mean, it, I mean, at some point in the future, we might be able to take a hemp flower or hemp oil and plug it directly into a black box, and then this black box gives you back a result of some THC, CBD concentration, no pesticides, heavy metals, etc. But from a scientific standpoint, how we approach it, and many other labs are doing it as well, is that every sample that hits the lab has to go through a very rigorous and laborious process to extract the known, like if you're trying to measure cannabinoids, you got to extract cannabinoids from a sample efficiently. And at Sante, we achieve a 99% extraction efficiency. And when we measure those cannabinoids, we have to make sure we're shepherding that sample from start to finish and the amount of work that goes into ensuring that the quality of the data is meeting, you know, one, our own internal quality requirements, but also those that are satisfied by AOAC or ISO 1725. So there's a lot that goes into it that from our perspective, we're really excited about educating the market on 
what happens to that sample when you send it to us? And there's a lot of cool details, and we can get really nerdy about it. <laughs> but we're big believers on leveraging every advanced scientific tool out there from our lab to other people's labs and making sure that we're the results that we release or the lab we're releasing is truly representative of the sample that came in. And not all samples are the same either. You can't treat every sample the same with the same sample preparation. And that's something that we take very seriously here. We have different sample prep and extraction techniques for the different matrices that come through. So it is quite a bit of work and a lot of what we call method validation before we actually put it into practice. Very cool. Well, I hope you're enjoying today's episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Razzle. Now, Razzle is a business platform focused on the cannabis industry. Whether you're an investor, whether you're a member of a startup, a service provider, Razzle is the perfect place to go. They can be found at wrazel.com. Make sure to also check out their social media channels. They're very active on them, especially on their YouTube channel. Definitely recommend that. Without further ado, let's return to the episode. I know that you guys work with a large number of different products as well. So I know you work with, you know, um, I saw you even work with CBD fet, uh, pet foods. You work with, you know, uh, vapes. You work with lotions. Um, what do you find that you guys end up testing more often than not? Like, what's the most um, common item that you guys end up testing? Right now, it's, a, it's an equal mix. You know, we're in Texas, we're seeing a lot of flour and edibles just because, the, the, you know, it has a, a clear regulatory pathway from a dispensary standpoint. But if we were going to look down the next couple years of this industry, you know, we believe that more samples will be composed of um, ingestibles, both edibles, cookies, new novel delivery technologies like sublinguals, vehicle patches, films, and the tried and true way of ingesting is just through some sort of glass dropper vial. That is what we're seeing at least, and we believe the trend is going to really leverage on those two categories of just the traditional ingestion route administration. And, you know, since, you know, we believe that the DVD and hemp market is going to go down the dietary supplement pathway, you know, to follow the Tache act of, you know, commercializing the dietary supplement, it must be ingested through your um, ingestion or through a suppository. So that automatically filters out all topical and potentially sublingual forms of administration for oils, edibles, smokables. Definitely. You know, there was one question that I like to ask a lot of people that, you know, do any kind of work with CBD. And that's, um, I think a lot of people see CBD products as kind of a passing fad, just because it's been in so many things. And when people are kind of on the outside looking in, I think they just see it as the next big, like, health fad. How do you think um, we can approach, like, the industry can approach it so that people don't think it's a fad? Well, what's going to need to happen for it to become a mainstay uh, kind of in the health world? Education and safety. I mean, that's one 
you know, helping consumers from us individually to our parents, friends, understand the what and where CBD comes from, you know, and how it differentiates between THC and other, other psychoactive components. Mm. You know, CBD, we're at a burgeoning field when it comes to CBD and we're at the precipice of these other cannabinoids, CBG, CBC, CBN, all have some some sort of therapeutic value. Uh, CBD has been being studied for the last several years from clinical to just anecdotal information. You know, when properly formulated and tested for safety, it does have value. We would like to see it more substantiated over you know, that just takes time, money, resources, and, you know, just an overall agreement that CBD is a, should be allowed in the dietary supplement space or food. That's at least my perspective. Yeah, I definitely agree. I see it as a, a fad right now as well. Um, I think what will help transition it out of that is what they call real-world evidence, and that's consumer testimonials of the that prove that people are benefiting from it. And that's something I I enjoy hearing about our product that we produce. Uh, we, we do get a lot of testimonials. And I think as that uh, accumulates into a significant body of data, it will transition over into something more concrete that is, doesn't just feel like a bubble. Definitely. And... One thing I really wanted to know as well, like, where do you see the next year just of the cannabis industry? So we're um we're talking everything. We're talking CBD. We're talking uh, legalization. Um, what? How do you see just this next year playing out? Because you know we do have an election next year as well. Um, there's a lot that could change just in that course. Absolutely. I uh, I think the next big component of the industry is going to be a different cannabinoid, and I, it's probably going to be CBG. Uh, there's evidence showing that it's very potent, that it has a lot of benefits. Uh, extraction and purification techniques are getting a lot better. So now we can get isolates at a reasonable price, not, not as good as CBD. But uh, I think that's going to be the next component. And after that, it'll be CBN, CBC, and the other cannabinoids and, and their benefits to people. Yeah, from my perspective, I see it as, you know, cannabis going into food supply and, you know, dietary supplements, I mean, as an ingredient, and also less so about a, a standalone product. You know, similarly, when you look behind, you look at the back of your multivitamin, you see all your essential multivitamins, and you have these proprietary mixes, whether it's fish oils or some herbs. I mean, at some point, I think we'll see certain cannabinoids as a vitamin of some kind on a, a wellness product where it's going to become a, an ingredient, less so of a essential. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really interested. Just, you know, we're going to be covering just this next year or so closely. You know, just seeing everything that's going to happen, um, everything with the election. So I always like to hear people's thoughts on just what the future is going to hold for cannabis. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great question. We're all, we all have our own opinions and 
we're looking forward to what actually plays out. Yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, what do you see happening for uh, your cup for Sante Laboratories? For Sante Lab, I mean, we're, we're positioned to become the go-to lab for compliance testing from a retail packaged good to raw biomass, whether it's pre- and post-harvest testing. And from an analytical perspective, I mean, we invested heavily into intellectual capital as well as equipment and infrastructure to provide the highest level form of testing and analytics to hemp, DVD, finished products, edibles, to inhalation, etc. And this thorough and our understanding of compliance on self-like claiming to nano testing I mean, all this is going to circle back into a full packet. And by leveraging the, our drug delivery expertise and analytical chemistries with regulatory experience, we believe that we can offer the market a very unique uh, package to put peace in mind that their product is at least meeting through retail and state-level requirements. Absolutely, yeah. Especially at the- Texas market develops because next year farmers will be able to cultivate uh, and we expect to see a pretty big increase in our testing presence just to accommodate those needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, say, say that again. So next year it becomes legal for farmers in Texas to cultivate hemp and perform extraction. So we expect to uh, see a big increase in our testing services just to accommodate their needs. Oh, very cool. That's um. When was that decided on? This was June of 2019. Is when HB 1325 was approved by the unanimous vote here in Texas. going to allow farmers in the ag side of the to grow and cultivate hemp legally, as long as the THC content, the delta nine THC, remains less than 0.3 percent. So it's it's going to be a enormous market here from, I mean, there's 30 million acres of farmable land that's expected to turn hemp here in Texas. And just through public knowledge, I mean, there's thousands of farmers that have expressed interest in converting farm land to hemp uh, for next year. So we expect that, I mean, with the TDA, with the Texas Department of Agriculture, with the number of regulations that are going to be, you know, released onto the farmers of compliance of being less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC, the, the conversation is going to be all about compliance and how you move hemp from farm to lab or from farm to extractor. It's all going to be governed by testing and growing conditions. And that's just another, I mean, Texas is going to be the largest hemp producer in the United States. Definitely. Man, that's that's so exciting, though. That's, that's really going to just be interesting for the industry in that region. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, hey, it's been so nice speaking with you both today. And um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you as well? Sure. Uh There's an email that y'all could reach out to Brian and myself anytime if you have any questions. Love to answer 
providing tactical support, whether it's testing or manufacturing needs. Love to help. Awesome. Sounds very good. You both have a great rest of the day. And uh, until next time, this has been Anthony with Cannabis Tech Talks. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. It was so nice speaking with Brian and Mike from Sante Labs, getting to hear a little bit more about the world of hemp testing. Apologies again that I was a little bit under the weather, and apologies I used the word absolutely one too many times. Never going to do that again. Make sure to keep up with new episodes on all of our platforms, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Whatever you use, make sure to subscribe, and I will see you next episode. Thank <laughs> you.